Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Having trained more than 24,000 vets. Helping you and your fur babies thrive. Live in studio, it's Pet Talk Today with Will Bangura. Answering your pet behavior and training questions. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host and favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Good Saturday morning, everybody. I'm Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Well, I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior and training problems. Call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone and give me a call if you're in Phoenix. The number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix can call toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. Give us a call. Yeah, this is the story of Fanny's dog. For the dog that chases his tail, we'll be busy. He's a happy dog. glad that you're here today. Thanks for joining us and thanks for letting us be part of your Saturday morning. As I said, I am Will Bangura and this is Pet Talk Today and you're listening to 1100 KFNX and we're going to be answering some email questions today about different dog problems, cat problems. We also have uh, Pet Talk in the news today. We've got some articles that we want to talk about, but we also want to take your calls. So if you've got a problem with your dog or cat, give us a call. The number is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of the Phoenix area, please call toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. And sitting beside me is the beautiful Brittany Duchesne. How are you today? Good. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing really good, despite the fact that I was off by about 30 minutes. I thought I had another 30 minutes to get here and uh, realized that uh, I'm rushing down the road to try to get here uh, before we get on air. But I made it. So, yes, you so did. Glad we I'm glad that you got here safe. Yeah. Other than that, I had a pretty good uh, pretty good week. Um, you know, I've been building this. Um, 
outdoor pizza oven, a brick pizza mm-hmm. oven, and that has been my focus is how do you use that thing to cook? Um, I've been going through all kinds of uh, pizza recipes as far as sauces and different kinds of pizza dough, and I'll tell you what, I never realized there was so much involved in pizza dough. Yeah. I mean, literally, you got three simple ingredients for most of them, but then people are like, well, you should add a little bit of olive oil. Uh, maybe <laughs> you should put a little bit of sugar in there. Um, so anyway, it's it's been fun, though. It's been really fun. And, and then uh, my son came over, your roommate, right? Yes, my son, Tyler. my best friend. Your best friend, yeah. He came over last night. And uh, we put together this really cool thing that my wife bought. Um, it's three things in one. It's a ping pong table. It's a pool table, Ooh. and it's air hockey. Oh, fun. Yeah. Super and, you fun. know, with COVID going on, it's like, well, we're not going out. We're, you know, we're not doing anything. And it's like, you get tired of sitting in front of the TV, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so we put that together yesterday. And so that, that was fun, you know? I'm nice. Playing billiards and, yeah. <laughs> you know, losing to ping pong from Tyler. Oh, I love that. But, uh, other than that, no, it, so far it's, it's been uh, a great weekend. Do you, uh, do you have anything planned at all for the weekend? Any plans? For this weekend? No. Pretty, pretty relaxed. Luckily, it's been a busy week. Yeah, I'm going to probably be chill out the, the rest of the week mm-hmm. as well. Anyway, um, as far as uh, next week, I wanted to mention that we've got Ed Frowley from Learberg.com. Ed Frowley from uh, Learberg Kennels. That's going to be... Um, Next week, we're going to be interviewing uh, Ed. He's been training dogs for over 50 years. Wow. And Learberg.com uh, is the one of the largest dog training websites that's out there. There is so much free information, free articles on dog training, free video clips on dog training. You're not going to find another website. That's Learberg, L-E-E-R-B-U-R-G.com. I'm already plugging it for Ed. <laughs> He's not even here. Um, but yeah, that's going to be next week. We're going to do that. Um, and we're going to be talking about, you know, the history of dog training. We're going to be talking about the evolution of dog training, um, how things have changed. And, you know, what, what do pet dog owners do that's wrong? What are the number one things that they do that they could be doing different? And, and we're going to talk about different trends in, in dog training, um, as well. But, um, we're going to have uh, a good uh, a good show. We're excited to go ahead and have him uh, there with us um, next week. And uh, we're going to go ahead and go into our next segment, which is going to be pet talk in the news. See, we got we got new we got new music for that now. So there we go. So in our first story, uh, this comes out of Chino Valley, Arizona. A Chino Valley man has been arrested after witnesses reported that he was abusing his two dogs, according to the Yavapai County Sheriff's Office. On the evening, this was a little while ago, but I wanted to talk about it. On the evening of the 30th, deputies were called to the home of 34-year-old Brian Ellis. They said that they had received several reports about a man matching Ellis's description, walking along and abusing dogs. 
When deputies caught up with Ellis a short time later, his two dogs were not with him. Ellis claimed that his dogs got loose and that he was chasing after them, according to a report from the sheriff's department. He denied being involved in any abuse of the dogs, even after confronted with witness reports who saw otherwise. Deputies say they had talked to several witnesses who stated they saw Ellis with two pit bull dogs, one white and one brown. They described Ellis picking up the white dog and throwing the dog to the ground several times while also hitting the dog. (sighs) One of the witnesses say that they saw the white dog uh, walk away limping and vomiting. The brown pit bull had been dragged along the road surface by Ellis and was now safe at a nearby home, also vomiting. Both dogs appeared badly injured, according to all witnesses and according to the Sheriff's Department report. When deputies examined the brown dog, they say that they noticed that its front paws were scraped and bleeding. The dog was also bleeding from the mouth. The deputy took the injured dog to a veterinarian for treatment. However, the white dog could not be found. Ellis was booked on charges, including animal cruelty and judicial process violation. He is being held at the Camp Verde Detention Center without bond. You, sir, you are one sick individual. You know, there's, you have no idea. For a man to abuse a helpless animal like a dog, it, it takes a special person. You are sick. There's a special place in hell for you. Um, I hope one day that the abuse you put upon dogs happens to you. Um, and uh, we're going to go ahead and induct you, sir, into the Dog Owner Hall of Shame. Do you want to play rough? Say hello to my little friend. There you go. You are in the Dog Owner Hall of Shame. Shame on you is right. Well, I'm your host, Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. If you've got a question about your pet's behavior, maybe you've got a dog or a cat that's out of control, give us a call right now. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call us is 602-277. KFNX 602-277-5369. Those outside of Phoenix can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free, 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. If dogs run free, then... Why can't we, across the swooping plane, my ears hear a symphony 
Back, everybody. I am Will Bangura, and you're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or maybe an out-of-control dog that desperately needs some training and behavior help? Are you fed up with your pet just not listening? Well, I'm here to help you deal with all of your pet behavior problems. Call me right now and learn how to correct those unwanted behaviors. Pick up your phone and give me a call. If you're in Phoenix or the surrounding area, the number to call is 602-277-5369-602-277. And seven KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix can call toll free. That number is eight six six five three six eleven hundred. All right. It looks like we have a couple calls on the line right now. We have Ronnie in Scottsdale. Ronnie in Scottsdale. Hey, Ronnie. How are you? Welcome to Pit Talk today. How can I help you? Good morning, Will. Yes, we have a twenty-seven week old, fifty-one uh, pound Samoyed male puppy. And I've been working on healing with him every day, um, but we're having trouble getting him to respond to the healing corrections. We are using a um, a silky martingale-type collar because we were told that was the best for his fur, and we were originally advised against using any kind of, like, metal collar or slip collar because it might uh, damage his uh, fur. But we're not getting anywhere with the healing. I practice with him for about an hour every morning and a half hour in the afternoon. He's a sweet dog, but he's just not, he doesn't respond at all. Any suggestions about should we change collars? Yeah. We've heard about prong collars, sure. but we don't want to hurt them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that is, that's important. You know, Ronnie, I don't want you to do anything that's going to cause fear, pain, or intimidation uh, for your dog. Tell me, when you say you're correcting him uh, to get him in the heel position, what exactly are you doing? So, so we're doing a couple of things. Um, before I, um, we actually use the leash to correct him, I try to give him a uh, heel alert yeah. to let him know, hey, he's um, he's getting away a little bit. And if he doesn't respond, I give him a gentle tug to remind him. Yeah. I also use a combination of little uh, snacks, little treats mm-hmm. in one of those little pouches sure. to to try and keep his focus on me, mm-hmm. his eyes on me, mm-hmm. and we'll take him like in the, if he starts to get away, I'll try to bring him back using that as well, sure. doing like a three sixty turn, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so so we're trying a combination of things. So but, there's um, a couple of things. Let me just go through this real quick. Is sure. that when you're teaching a dog to heal, you're not going for a walk. When a dog can heal really well, you can go for an enjoyable walk. But when you're teaching yeah. a dog to heal. You need to be on a sidewalk, and you need to have about 15 to 20 feet of sidewalk, and that's it. And you're going to be going back and forth. You're going to be making U-turns a lot. And what you're going to do is you're going to, rather than, you know, let's say you got your dog sitting next to you, and you're wanting to move forward. Rather than move forward, start stepping backwards and then turn. When you 
leave your dog or start walking backwards and your dog has to then turn to follow you, it puts the dog behind you. Also, it puts the dog in a submissive position because it's following you and you're the leader. Okay. Now, you're going to watch your dog's head and eyes. As your dog's eyes get to the middle of your leg, you're going to start walking backwards again. And then as the dog turns to follow you, you're going to turn and you're going to keep going forward again. You're going to watch the dog as your dog's eyes get again to the middle of your leg. You're going to go ahead and start walking backwards. The dog turns to follow you and then you turn to walk with the dog. And you're going to keep doing that over and over. And that's why you only need about 15 to 20 feet of sidewalk because you're going to be making a lot of 180 degree turns. You're teaching the dog to stay in position, to pay attention to follow you and to walk at your pace. You're teaching the dog to also filter out all kinds of distractions by making quick turns in quick succession away from the dog, by the way. Those are right turns away from the dog. You are able then to begin to teach the process of, hey, follow me, forget about what's out there. Hey, follow me, forget about what's out there. Anytime you see a distraction, start walking backwards. As soon as the dog turns to follow, go ahead and turn, start walking forward again. And again, every time your dog's eyes gets to the middle of your leg, that's when you want to go ahead and start turning backwards. Pretty soon, your dog's going to learn it doesn't pay at all to go ahead and move a little bit further forward. Now, when you make the turn or when you start stepping backwards, that's when you want to say heel because you're asking the dog to do something different. Follow me. Okay. You also then, once you are able to do that at a normal pace, you want to start doing that at a jog. Same thing. Then you want to start doing that at a shuffle, like an old person, so that they learn to do this at a slow pace, a medium, regular pace, and then also um, as jogging. When you step away from the dog, as the dog's eyes get to the middle of your leg and you start walking backwards and your dog turns to follow you, that's when you mark the behavior and reward that behavior. It's okay if you even stop. Okay. Never start walking forward if your dog's eyes are in front of you. We never want your dog's eyes in front of your leg because if your dog's eyes are in front of your leg, the dog's leading the walk, not you. Got it. Very interesting. Now, does that sound like something you can practice? Do you think that might help you? Yes. Now, should we always do that on the sidewalk or should we do for that right on the sidewalk? For right now, do it on the sidewalk. Why? Because that is like a little barrier, you know, that the dog stays on. It knows that there's something different when it steps to the left of the sidewalk. It knows there's something different if it steps to the right of the sidewalk. So it tends to kind of stay there with you. Makes it a little bit easier um, also because it allows you to make sure you're working straight lines back and forth initially. Okay. Like I said, teaching a dog to heal is not about going for a walk. Having a dog okay. that knows how to heal really well, now you can go for a walk. But you got to do the prep work first. And I'm going to tell you, anytime your dog's eyes are in front of your leg, do not move forward. Start walking backwards. Make the dog turn. Again, the dog's eyes now are behind your leg. As the eyes catch up to the middle of your leg, start walking backwards again. As the dog turns to follow you, you go ahead and turn with the dog. And again, on that stepping back and as the dog turns, now you can reward the dog. And if you're keeping the dog on your leg, left side and you happen to have a hidden treat in that left hand as you step back and the dog turns to follow you and then you turn 
to walk forward with the dog. As the dog catches up to that leg, you can just bring that left arm down with that treat into the dog's mouth. Dog eats it, and you can start stepping back again. And Great. Yeah, so, I, I quickly realized that trying to reward him with the right hand. No, 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 no. no. And, you got to, and, and, and the other thing, when you if he's on your left side and you reward with the left hand, yeah. make sure that you push your hand a little bit to the left exaggerated. You know why? Because what will happen is that left hand comes down, your dog's going to come into the treat, which means your dog's going to then go ahead and twist its body right into you and crowd you. So push right. that left hand a little bit away to the left of your body when you give that, and you'll, your dog won't start crowding you and, and get right on top of you. But give that a try. The other thing, hey... Um, as far as collars goes, listen, a prong collar is a great collar. If you've got a dog that, that pulls, um, it's not going to ruin your dog's fur. I don't know why anybody would say something like that. Um, it is something where I think you need to find out how to use a uh, prong collar the right way. Um, it's a great tool, but um, it should be used very gently. It's not something where you you know, jerk the heck out of the leash uh, or something like that. So... Um, you can get some great information. Uh, you can go to YouTube. There's some great videos on YouTube from trainers on, you know, how to, uh, use a prong collar the right way. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing is once you start getting this down with little distractions, you want to start doing this with big distractions because it doesn't pay if the only time your dog will listen is, you know, when there's nothing going on. So give that a shot, okay? Yep, wonderful. Yeah, we're going to start with that technique first. We'll try the collar maybe later, but we'll try the techniques first. Perfect, perfect. Let us know how that works. Call us back. Hopefully that works for you. I'm your host, Will Bangura. You are listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break so we can hear the news. And when we come back, We are going to go ahead and take more of your calls and your emails. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. CBS News, every 30 minutes, 24-7, 365, exclusively on 1100 KFNX. CBS News Brief. President Trump is hosting hundreds of people at the White House this afternoon, just over a week after testing positive for the coronavirus. He has not yet tested negative for it, but White House Communications Director Alyssa Farah says the event will follow CDC rules. It'll be a shorter event. He's going to give some remarks, um, and it'll be all outdoors, um, distanced, of course. And then Hopefully, once he's cleared by the doctor, we're going to have him back on the road soon. There's a rally planned in Florida Monday. The Gulf Coast is digging out after being hit with what was once Hurricane Delta, the 10th named storm to batter the area this year. These folk are from Lake Charles, Louisiana. We spent, what, three, four, four weeks in hotels, bouncing around from hotel to hotel. So it's been pretty rough. The storm ripped blue tarps from roofs damaged in the last few storms and scattered tree limbs and other debris through streets where people are still cleaning up. CBS News Brief. I'm Allison Keyes. Arizona News Radio, the state health department, reports 894 cases of COVID-19 today with 13 additional deaths. The seven-day average of new cases is 617, the highest it's been since September 24th. The positive rate remains at 4%. 
By Friday morning, early voting was up and running in Arizona. Diana Salodio is with the Maricopa County Recorder's Office. A total of 6,000 voters come in person, and that is, that is out of 2.5 million registered voters. That is also out of 2 million of those 2.5 registered voters who are signed up to vote by mail. A man wanted for murder in Riverside, California, has been arrested in Arizona by the DPS. Spokesman Mark Graves says it happened Thursday night as troopers attempted to stop a homicide suspect vehicle. The subject failed to stop and a pursuit was initiated that continued eastbound on I-10 in the area of milepost 103, which is roughly Tonopah. Mike Salceda, Arizona News Radio. This is meteorologist Jim Rinaldi from the KFNX Weather Center. Temperatures will be a little lower over the weekend, but they'll start to rise again as we enter into the new work week. The KFNX Metro Phoenix forecast for this morning will have a clear sky. It'll be sunny today with a high of 96. Clear tonight, low 68. Sunday's going to be sunny, high 94. Sunday night, clear, low 66. Columbus Day, plenty of sunshine, high 96. Plenty of sunshine for Tuesday with temperatures near 100. This is meteorologist Jim Rinaldi from the KFNX Weather Center. Currently in downtown Phoenix, it's 81 degrees. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls, it's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Welcome back, everybody. I am Will Bangura. You are listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Maybe you got a cat. Maybe it refuses to use that litter box. Maybe it's scratching everywhere except for its scratching posts. Well, we deal with cat problems, too. If you've got a cat problem or a dog problem, give us a call. The number to reach is 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call us toll-free. That number is 866-536-1100. All right. So we have Mars and North Phoenix on the line. Mars in North Phoenix. Hey, Mars, welcome to Pet Talk today. How can we help you? Hi, good morning. Um, so this is a cat issue I have. Perfect um, timing, hey. With, yeah, with my uh, my fur baby. He's a Maine Coon mix. His okay. name's Stanford. And he's really territorial, like kind of crazy. Like he always attacks my other smaller cat. Uh, he's a boy, but his name is Emma. And it's like every time my grandma because I live with her, and opens the door for them to look outside or just do whatever, they'll suddenly attack Emma just for no reason. Like like any other activity playing, they're fine. He doesn't attack them, doesn't do anything. But the second she opens the door, lets them see outside, and he's right next to Emma, he he pins them down and he bites them on the neck. And 
it's already been it's been happening for like a few days now. We have no idea what to do with that. So this is a brand new behavior. Yeah, he's he's never pinned him down and started biting him in the neck like that ever. Okay. They, they've 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 roughhoused and whatever, and he's never like, you know, drew out his claws. He's never, you know, bit him as hard as he has before. Mm-hmm. It's already happened like three times already, a few times already. Now, how old is the cat? Uh, Stanford is four, and Emma is three. And three. Have you noticed any other changes with uh, the one that's aggressive besides the change as far as, you know, being aggressive now? No, not at all. Uh, I actually have a third cat. Uh, he, he's really friendly to that one, and, mm-hmm. you know, he goes about his day normally, and mm-hmm. it's just in the mornings, like, suddenly he'll just attack Emma like that. Yeah. He's fine. Well, you know, the good news is, is that you know what the trigger is and you know what's going to happen. So you can predict that. Okay. So one of the things that you need to do is that you need to change the pattern. You need to change the routine because your dog knows to expect, or excuse me, your cat knows to expect that. And what happens is, is that, you know, Cats, just like any other animal, they get conditioned. You know, what happens right before a particular behavior becomes a cue? Or we could call it a command. So you know what that trigger is. you got to change that particular habit that you have, uh, the routine that you have, do something very different. Does your cat like to chase after, you know, like cat toys on a stick or anything like that? Yeah, he does. He's really playful. Okay. So one of the things that you do is you get a little harness for him. You get a little leash for them, and you begin to proactively create that situation. On leash, holding the leash, with your cat having a harness, you begin the process of playing with that cat toy. Now, before you do that with the real problem, the real trigger, the real situation, I want you to practice just putting the leash and the harness on and playing taking it off, putting it on, playing, taking it off, putting it on, playing, taking it off, before you ever even try to do this where the problem situation is. What we want to do is we want to then proactively create the situation, distract your cat, start playing with it so that there's something that's more valuable, more important to it, okay, than going after your other cat. And if your cat loves treats, Play and give treats, play and give treats, play and give treats. And you need to try to do this once, if you can do it two, three times a day, that's great, and try to do that daily, okay? What you're going to find is that as you continue to do that, you start to pause before you begin to play and see what does your cat do? So you try that for like two weeks. You just keep doing that proactively for two weeks. And then after two weeks you are ready to do it again in your next session, but this time you're not going to immediately engage the cat in play because you want to say, okay, what's going to happen now? Is the cat going to go ahead and go after the other cat or is the cat not? And if it's not going to go after the other cat, you need to reward your cat with food, okay? Any good behavior can be rewarded with food. And if you really want to communicate well with your cat, you'll begin to do some clicker training and, and teach your dog what click means. Have you ever done clicker training? You know what clicker training is? I know what it is, but I've, I've never done it before. Okay. Um, 
Clicker training, click, the click is a mark. Um, it marks a behavior. The click is just a sound. It means nothing. But prior to training, we pair that click with food, a high-value food reward. So if, I don't know, maybe your cat likes pounce, okay, or maybe it's a little piece of uh, tuna or something. But you would right. go click, give it a treat. As soon as it's done eating it, click, treat. As soon as it's done eating, click, treat. You're going to do that about 30 times in a row. Again, the treats are going to be super tiny because we're going to do this 30 times in a row. You're going to do that for about four days. What you're basically doing is you're conditioning your cat to understand that that click means you get a treat. Timing is so important when we're communicating to our animals. You literally have zero to 30 seconds to pair a reward with the behavior for them to connect the dots. You know, a lot of us are training with food, making the overall experience better because food's kind of cool, but... The animals, the cats, the dogs, they're not connecting the dots cognitively that the reason they're getting the food reward is because of behavior if we don't get the food in their mouth between zero and a half a second. Well, once we condition them that click means treat, now we don't have to get the food in so quickly because the click is a bridge to the food. It signals to the cat, hey, that behavior means you're getting a treat. And we can be a little late with the food, because the mark of the click, marking the behavior with the click, buys us that time. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, that does. Yeah. So what can happen is when your cat is displaying calm behavior around your other cat, you can click and reward. Once your cat knows what that click means, that it means reward. Okay? And so that's something that, you know, you're going to want to, you know, uh, Spend a few days conditioning your cat. The other thing I want you to do is um, go find our podcast. And and for the rest of our listeners out there, um, if you have missed any of our shows, you can go ahead and get online, look up the Pet Talk Today podcast. And each of our shows, we record them and we upload them uh, to our podcast. We have... Uh, one of the episodes is uh, an episode that we did with certified uh, cat behavior consultant Marilyn Krieger, who wrote the book uh, Naughty No More, all about cats. Um, I encourage you to get online, do a search for our podcast, Pet Talk Today, and look for the episode with the uh, certified cat behavior consultant Marilyn Krieger because she goes into a lot of information about aggression in cats as well. Now, if you're working on this and things are not getting better, what does that mean? Well, you've been working on it for six to eight weeks. Things are not getting better at all. Um, then you need to go ahead and make an appointment with your veterinarian. Sometimes we need to use behavioral medicine. Sometimes there is a uh, serotonin deficiency that can be a contributing factor Um to some of this aggressive uh, behavior, okay? But the biggest thing is we've got to capture calm behavior, and we need to click that, and we need to reward that. And we forget sometimes. We're always quick to want to punish bad behavior. But most bad behavior is due to anxiety, so a lot of times punishment's going to make it worse. Again, we need to make sure that we're rewarding good, good behavior. Um did that answer your question? Do you think that's something that you can practice and try? You think that'll help? Yeah, yeah, no, actually, it it, it does help. I, I think by establishing all that, I, I could help him because honestly, he's a good cat and he, he has played with the other one before. Uh, and it might have something to do with the fact that he just 
freaks out when that door opens or whatever. Maybe he just feels he's not getting played with enough. Right, and so that's why proactively you're going to go ahead and do stuff, open that door and do something, close the door, open the door, do something, close the door, open the door, do something, close the door. But again, you're going to do it safely. You're going to have a harness on that cat. You're going to have a leash on the cat. Prior to even doing that, you've done your preconditioning, click equals treat. You've done that 30 times a day for three or four days. Now your cat knows, click equals treat. You can begin to do that. Like I said, hopefully two times a day. Do that every day. It's going to take probably weeks and weeks. Don't assume you've got it made uh, just because uh, you know you have a day or two or three that are good. You want consistently good behavior for at least a month or two. Okay? Give that a shot. All right. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you for the call. I'm your host, Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX, where we're taking your calls and answering your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Give us a call if you've got a dog or cat, you've got a question about their behavior. If you're in Phoenix, the number to call is 602-277-5369, 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix can call toll-free at 866-536-1100. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Don't go away. I can't control my emotions. I can't get these thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. Thoughts out of my head. I sleep all day. I sleep all day. Or I can't sleep at all. Or I can't sleep at all. If I can't concentrate, I'm going to fail again. I'm going to fail again. fail again. Why would anyone want to be with me? want to be with me? My heart is beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. Beating out of my chest. I just can't live like this anymore. Like this anymore. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. And I'm scared. It takes courage to reach out for help. At Mesa Psychiatry, we'll help you find the peace and calmness that's been missing for so long. Depression, fear, and anxiety don't have to define you. Together at Mesa Psychiatry, we'll begin the process of restoring your confidence and emotional well-being, bringing joy and happiness back into your life. Begin the journey of healing today by calling Mesa Psychiatry at 480-882-1014. That's 480-882-1014 or schedule an appointment online at mesopsychiatry.com. KFNX Cave Creek. Are you planning a trip or just going away for a day or two? I want to take a minute to talk about the folks at Paw Nanny Tammy. It's difficult to leave a pet behind. It's even more difficult for your pet. Forget sending your pet to a stressful boarding and kennel facility and instead give your pet and furry best friend the gift of relaxation. Staying at home with one of the professional in-home pet sitters at Paw Nanny Tammy. Your pet will love chilling out with Tammy or one of her team members who will be playing with and taking care of your pet 24 hours a day where it's most comfortable, your pet's home. The other awesome thing is that they can bring in mail, water plants, trees, and even your lawn. Call Pawn Annie Tammy to inquire about having them stay with your pet while you're away. They even offer a free meet and greet to make sure that it's the perfect fit. Call 602-472-4360. That's 602-472-4360. Or visit their website, pawnannytammy.com. Dog that needs obedience training? Is your dog's bad behavior driving you crazy? You love your dog and choosing the right dog trainer is important. Hiring a dog trainer that you can trust may be what's most important. Phoenix Dog Training is the most trusted dog training company in Arizona. Phoenix Dog Training is accredited with the Better Business Bureau and has an A-plus rating that you can trust. Having an untrained and unruly dog can be frustrating, embarrassing, and even costly. All that can change with one phone call to Phoenix Dog Training. 
For over 30 years, Phoenix Dog Training has been the Valley's number one choice for thousands of happy dog owners. Phoenix Dog Training is the winner of the Phoenix Award for Best Dog Behavior Training and Impressive seven years in a row. Say goodbye to your dog's bad behavior and hello to the dog of your dreams. Call Phoenix Dog Training today at 602-769-1411. That's 602-769-1411. Or visit them on the web at phoenixdogtraining.com. Raised by wolves with canine DNA in his blood. Sharing funny tales about your four-legged fur babies. Answering questions, some even ridiculous. And taking your calls. It's Pet Talk Today with your host, Will Bangura. To have your questions answered or to comment on today's show, call the KFNX listener line at 602-277-5369. 602-277-KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix call toll-free, 866-536-1100. Now, back to Pet Talk Today with your host and everyone's favorite pet behavior expert, Will Bangura. Dreams are nothing more than Wishes and a wish is just a dream you wish to come true. If only I could have a puppy, I'd call myself so very lucky just to have some company. That's Harry Nilsson, the puppy song. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Will Bangura. You're listening to Pet Talk today on 1100 KFNX, where I take your calls and answer your pet behavior and training questions each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Do you have a crazy cat or a dog that is just out of control? Maybe it's just pulling your arm out of the socket, dragging you down the street, whatever type of training or behavior problem question you might have with your dog or your cat, let me know. Let me help you. If you're in Phoenix, the number to call me is 602-277-5369-602-277 KFNX. Those outside of Phoenix, you can call us toll free. That number is 866-536-1100. We have Karen and Surprise on the line. Karen and Surprise. Hey, Karen, Hello. welcome to Pet Talk today. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. How can I help you? Well, I have a Border Collie, and um, I moved in with my boyfriend, and it had always been just me and my dog for mm-hmm. years. And he has two dogs that stay outside, and my dog stays inside. But when the two outdoor ones, they'll come in in the heat of the day for a little while, mm-hmm. and my dog just goes crazy. He um barks at them and lunges at them but it also seems like he's afraid of them because he'll mm-hmm. go under the table and he'll mm-hmm. just whine sure. and they are afraid to go past the table they look at him and there's been two times when they've actually got into fights okay. and i don't know how to make my dog mm-hmm. 
I think he's being protective of me, mm-hmm. but I don't know how to stop him from yeah. biting and yeah. growling well, at the, the first other dog. Thing, the first thing you need to do is you need to keep these dogs separate. Don't let them connect because you don't have what you need in order to be able to bring them together successfully. And we don't want more fights because the more it happens, the more it's going to habituate. The more it habituates, the more that we're going to see that again and again and again. And there's nothing that will destroy relationships more than when two people want to move in together and they each have dogs and somebody else's dog is wanting to kill their other dog. You know, it just doesn't go down real well. Okay. So the thing about it is um, you need to get some big-time training. All right. There's no quick fix for aggression. Uh, there's no easy answers for aggression. Um, your dog needs to be conditioned positively and get comfortable wearing a muzzle. Um, your dog, if you can't get your dog to sit and stay, lay down and stay, come when called, you know, within 25 feet of these other dogs because your dog is so distracted and out of control. Well, if you can't give a basic command and there's no way you're going to deal with the aggression. The first part of dealing he, with aggression, he, he though, is... He did do the, the puppy training. Yeah, and but I'm talking... But commands. here's the thing. He knows those commands when things are calm, when they're quiet, okay. and there's no distractions. Okay? Anybody can do that. I always tell people, that's great. It's a parlor trick. Real mm-hmm. training, training that you can use in the real world is reliable and stands up to insane and crazy distractions. I don't believe a dog's trained until it can do that. Okay. Right? Because that's when you need the training to work. Um, and, and so there's a lot of work involved in that. You know, I'm going to be very honest with you. Um, rarely have I ever seen anybody uh, have success with this on their own without hiring a trainer. Okay. Okay. So you might want to consider that. There's lots of great trainers in the Valley. You can also contact my company. You can go to phoenixdogtraining.com. Go to our website, fill out a contact form, um, and then you can talk to Brittany if you want. But why is it? Go ahead. Why is it okay when he goes? He'll go out in the backyard with mm-hmm. them when yeah. I come out, and they'll play outside. Yeah. It's just when he because comes dogs the like other dogs. you said that was fear, and you're right, it is fear. Okay, and the more open the space, okay? Oh. Because see, dog, what you know? Listen, what what is aggression? An animal going into fight or flight? Well, when things are really confined, that whole flight option, running away to be safe, to protect yourself from what it thinks is life and death, okay? Um, you have to realize that. Um, that particular fear is intense, and it's more intense the smaller, the more enclosed the space. When your dog's outside, well, there's a whole lot more opportunity to maybe run away, to go into flight. But when your dog's confined and feels like it can't get away, well, it's really got three options, fight, flight, or freeze. Well, because your dog is afraid. And, and really, you know, the aggression is the symptom. It's not the real problem. The problem is the fear. Now, there might not be any real fear. Your dog might be perceiving them as threatening for whatever reason. I don't know all your history. Usually when, you know, somebody contacts us at at, uh, Phoenix Dog Training, you know, I'm spending about an hour getting history. Prior to that, you're filling out like a 20-page behavioral history questionnaire. So there's a lot of things that can be contributing factors um, to aggression. 
Um, it's usually not one thing. Sometimes it, there can be medical things. There can be uh, one of the contributing factors might be a neurochemical imbalance. Another contributing factor might be painful conditions. Another contributing factor might be hormonal imbalances, a thyroid disorder. So there's a lot of different things. You know, we've got, I don't know the history of this dog, if there was trauma in the past with other dogs, you know, there's all kinds of things that, you know, can kind of give us a clue and a cue as to what's going on. But like I said, um, the mistake that everybody makes is they think, you know, we're just going to go ahead and, you know, bring the dogs together. And the other thing is they mistakenly do things like they have one or two good experiences and they think that everything's, they're clear. No. Mm-hmm. You have to have months and months where they're together and nothing's going on. And during those months, the dog's wearing a muzzle when they're together. And and the first few months that they're together, it's always managed. It's always controlled. It's always done through controlling things through training um, to get your dog exposed. Because really, your dog has to learn to get comfortable and relaxed. And that's gradual and systematic uh, desensitization. Now... We're going to be, I think it's, uh, when is it? I wish I could look at my calendar right now. But um, in a few weeks, we're going to be, and, and I'll do a promo for it, but we're going to have Emma Parsons on the show in um, a few weeks. And uh, Emma wrote the book, Click to Calm, Healing the Aggressive Dog. And she's going to be on the show. We're going to be interviewing her. She's going to be going through all of her protocol her rehabilitation and protocol for rehabilitating dogs that are both aggressive and dogs that are reactive. So uh, we definitely want to, uh, you know, talk about that. A lot of the calls that we get are about aggression. And, and the tough thing about it is that there's no quick, easy fix. And because there's no quick, easy fix, um, it can be very detailed and, you know, on a radio show, it can be very difficult to go through those details. So we're going to have an hour with Emma Parsons and that's going to be Saturday, November 7th. I looked that up. So make sure if you've got an aggressive dog, make sure that you tune in on Saturday, November 7th when we have Emma Parsons, the author of Click to Calm, Healing the Aggressive Dog, because um, that is... It gives us an hour where we're going to do nothing but pick her brain, interview her. She's going to, again, go through all of the different steps that you have to go okay. through to help an aggressive dog, to help a dog that uh, is reactive. So um, I wish I had more quick fix, easy answers for you, but I don't. But you can give us a call or call another trainer, but definitely tune in on uh, November 7th, okay? Thanks for calling okay. in. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. I'm Will Bangura, and you are listening to Pet Talk Today on 1100 KFNX. We're just about out of time. I want to thank everybody that called in today. Again, if you uh, ever miss an episode, you can go ahead and check out our podcast at the Pet Talk Today podcast. Um, be sure to join us next Saturday where we'll be interviewing Ed Frowley of Learbird Kennels. I hope everybody has a great, safe weekend we're going to go ahead and sign out here in just a second and after that stay tuned for your daily dose of nutrition with denise coventry news talk sports 
The Pulse of Arizona, 1100 KFNX, Phoenix.